Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa, and welcome to the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. Boy, do we have an episode for you today. Uh, Today we are going to talk to a couple of furries, all part of the phenomenon known as furry fandom, I do believe is the official word, and we have invited them in studio because I think I have about a million questions to start. I don't know about you, Hillary. (laughs) Yeah, like what is a furry? I can't wait to find out all of these amazing things. I'm so excited to talk about this today. But first, we have to talk about our weeks. It's basically where uh, we tell all of our embarrassing stories. You get to laugh at them. Sandra, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, well, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this because I'm I'm in a rage because three people have unfriended me on Facebook in the last week and I want to know who they fucking are. <laughs> so how do you know they unfriended you? <laughs> well, it's just a weird thing. I'm not on Facebook very often, but I was about a week ago and I remember taking note of the number of friends I had. And I had 346 friends. That's it? And then yesterday I was on Facebook, and I guess I was just killing some time last night, and I noticed that I was at 343. And I want to know what happened between last week and this week. And it's ma- it, I'm so mad. How dare they? I don't think you can get mad. Why? Because they may not actually have unfriended you. They may have left Facebook altogether. They may have closed their accounts. They may have been fake accounts in the beginning. Fake accounts? I know that's impossible. That's impossible. Let me let me give you the backstory here. I only joined Facebook about maybe five years ago. Okay. I know I'm one of those. I was very very late to the party. I, I okay. And then I would only allow people who I knew on my Facebook account. So it's a very private account. It's not a public account at all. Mm-hmm. So it's only people that I know and or radio friends. Yeah, but I think when people get their Facebook accounts hacked, sometimes they just close it down and start a fresh one. Okay. I li- First of all, I just want to say you really are a good friend because you immediately didn't assume it's because I'm a bitch. So that's well, nice. That was really nice of you. That was my next step. <laughs> or because step, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I was going to ask, who the hell did you tick off? I just want to know, who the hell do they think they are to unfriend me? First of all, it's a privilege to be on my Facebook page. And I see it as a privilege to be on your Facebook page. The fact that we're all friends is lovely, and I don't take it lightly. So the fact that you think you could just leave, who do you think you are? I obviously probably considered it greatly before I even friended you. And to just leave like that, I think that's rude. I think you should have told me. I really do. I feel like a note was in order. It's always interesting to find out why people unfollow you. You don't post an awful lot. I could no. see it being very common for people to unfollow me because I'm always posting opinions and pictures of where I've been and what I've done, and it can be kind of annoying. Sure, and we've but all you know unfollowed that right. friend with the kid photos who talks about <laughs> diapers too often. Yeah, no, but you know, we live in that world now where you can unfollow people and not be rude, and but not unfriend them. So you don't ever have to see them in your life, ever, 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 and then not, not go to the extreme of unfriending someone, which to me is very permanent. That means we're not getting back together. Once you've unfriended me, that's it. We're not getting back together. Have we're you done. ever had someone unfriend you and then want to be friends again? Because I have. No. Okay. Oh, you can never go back. Oh, when I was working up in Sudbury, I was working with this girl who uh, who did afternoons, and we did not get along very well, but we feigned it for the the sake of our careers. Anyway, Good. she ended up getting fired 
and immediately unfriended a bunch of people, including myself, that we we, we worked together. Okay. Years later, she uh, she got rehired out west and wanted to ask me to come join her station. <laughs> That, and she had to refriend on. me on Facebook and then ask if I wanted to work for her. And I was like, um, hard pass, hard pass, because you're so mature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? No kidding, a hard pass. And then, but the worst part is that she would have to try to friend you again and then like come crawling back with the tail between the legs. No, we're done here. I have accidentally unfriended someone before, though. And then when you do that, then you have to send the awkward message like, oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. And then it's like, well, what were you trying to hit? Were you unfollowing me? Why were you on my page to begin with? Were you creeping me out? What was happening? Uh, so There's a lot awkward. of questions to be asked when you accidentally unfriend people. I, I have accidentally unfriended people, but I didn't give a shit. <laughs> if you, you know, if you're my friend, I thought you took friends. it seriously, Sandra. Stop lying to me, you bitch. <laughs> I just, I'm just really, um, I just, how dare you? How dare you just unfriend me? I'm, I don't know why it bothers me. Would you be better? Would you be happier if they said, "Hey, Sandra, I'm sick of your posts about this, this, and this." Uh, yeah, yeah. And then this way, the unfriending. There's too much mystery surrounding an unfriending, you know? Because then you think, <laughs> then you start asking yourself, "Is it me? Have I done something?" The answer maybe is that yes, person, probably. <laughs> exactly. But maybe that person has emotional problems and just needs to get off Facebook and needs to, you know, cut out the fat in their lives. You don't know if if it's if if they could just say, "Sandra, it's not me. It's it's not you. It's me." Then I could live with that. I'd be like, "Good, off off you go, bon voyage." But you if have they a nice close their now. Facebook, like that's not. That's different. It very well could be people, different. people being on like a Facebook cleanse. Good. Well, good. Cleanse me. Then if you're on a Facebook cleanse, just take the app off your phone and you're done, right? Oh, it's so hard. This is too permanent, Hillary. It's too permanent and feelings get hurt. <laughs> so I'm just saying, once you've, once you've unfriended me, you ain't coming back. And and don't ask me for anything because we're done here. That's all. Wow. Yeah. Don't ever accidentally unfriend me, Hillary. Problems. Big problems. <laughs> so my quick is also about social media and how much I hate Facebook invites. Oh, the Facebook invitations. So I uh, I've lost a lot of weight recently. I'm having a clothing swap where basically everybody brings the clothes that they don't want anymore. You kind of switch them up, try them on, take home what you want, and the rest goes to charity. Super fun. That's a really great idea, too. And it's it's cheap. It's easy. It's fun. I love it. And you know where the clothing has been if secondhand yeah. is not really your bag, right? Well, I don't like to go to Value Village because it smells like regret. <laughs> and that's the truth. I don't like Value Village, but I'd be happy to take secondhand clothing off a friend. Happy to. Right. So I put together this invite for this Wednesday night. And literally of 37 people I invited, two said yes. And there are five maybes. <laughs> two, two people said yes. Two people Hurtful. said yes. And I know like this time of year it gets busy. People don't know what they're doing. But inside my brain, it's like tick, 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 tick. Nobody likes me. Everyone thinks this is a stupid idea. Hillary's a loser. I, and I eventually just sent out a message that said, if you can confirm by tomorrow at midnight, that would be great. If I can't get eight people, I'm rescheduling it. And? And... I didn't. So I rescheduled it for Sunday, but there was a part of me that uh, that panicked because I thought maybe, honestly, people just aren't interested or don't like me. 
Oh, but, but the and I'm going to reschedule and the same thing is going to happen again. And then I got to delete the message or I have to cancel the event. Then everyone knows I have no friends and nobody likes me. Not only <laughs> then, do they you know, not like me, everybody else doesn't too. Of the 37 people, I mean, you have a, what, a 7% success rate amongst your friends. That's uh, I, all right. But, you know, more plausibly, if that's even a word, is that those people just maybe didn't have clothes that they wanted to donate. Is that possible? Or it was a weeknight and I moved it to a weekend. All right. So we'll so see. The next we'll see if one people is like me or not. telling. That's right. So if nobody shows up on Sunday, you're going to know for sure where you stand. Like 100%. <laughs> Thanks. That nobody likes me. That nobody. <laughs> I, love, I mean, by the way, I love the idea that you don't. I just, I think that's a great idea. It's, it's fun. It's easy. It's intimate. You can try things on. You don't. The Value Village changing room is the room I never want to be in in my life ever. <laughs> and the lighting, like nothing looks good in that lighting. No, um, nothing looks so, good. The best part about a clothing swap is you ask people to bring a friend in the size that they like. Or yeah. who has good fashion. So people only invite people where they know they can switch stuff. There's wine, there's food, and if two people want the same item, they put their hand up and they want the item, whoever looks better in it takes it home and we judge. That's awesome. <laughs> so you do, and it's a combination fashion show? Oh yeah, you have to try it it's on. Amazing. You can't leave unless you try it on. Oh, I love it. That's, that's fantastic. How, how is everybody not going to this? I Seriously, people don't like me. That's the answer. It's fine, Hillary. You and I will be friends and fuck everybody else. <laughs> You only have to see me from afar, though. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> All right. That's Let's so get sad. to the dirty this week. I am so interested in the lifestyle, the furry lifestyle. Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast, Caldar and Dan. Woo! Hey. Hello. Hello. Okay. So for people who don't know what a furry is, what is a furry, Caldar? It's somebody that likes uh, cartoons. You, everybody's watched uh, cartoons, right? Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny. Uh, they, they walk on their hind legs. They're an anthropomorphic character. And that's what a furry kind of likes. That. So you so dress up in a like a costume, kind of like a mascot. Similar to yes. And then what do you do as a furry? Um, well, mostly uh, I I have a job. I go to work like everybody else. It's on weekends. I get out. We meet up. We just hang out, have fun. As furries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, you, you must have been asked this question a million times. How did you, how did it start? When did you become a furry? What was that moment like? Um... Uh, it's hard to say when it actually happened because it's probably something that builds up over time. Uh, it, it's the, the love for the um, the cartoon characters. Right. Uh, you, every day you come home, you watch them, and then you, you, you kind of bond to the character, and you just move on along. And then eventually you end up uh, hopefully... Uh, Finding something like this. Just to be clear, Kaldar is now pointing to the lion's head that he brought in. Okay, so, so Kaldar, you're, you're so, a lion? Yeah. I'm a lion, yes. And Dan, you are? I'm a skunk. 
You're as you're, oh, you're a skunk. Oh my god, yes. how cute! That must be the cutest. <laughs> that is the cutest thing. So when you put it like that, Kyle Dar, you say that growing up you watched cartoons and you were maybe inspired by the Roadrunner, or whatever. What was the character that inspired you? Uh, from a TV series called uh, Dark City. Uh, they had uh, uh, it's a Jim Henson production, and so it was the uh, character was Ace Hart. He was a German Shepherd in that show. He was a German Shepherd. So then how did you morph to become a lion? Um, When I found the furry fandom itself, uh, uh, thanks to the internet, um, I found a gentleman in the U.S. that was just getting into, uh, he was a, uh, he makes prosthetics for uh, movies. Yeah. And he was going to create this lion character for, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was a show or a movie or something. Uh, so he uh, put this online for sale. It wasn't finished. So I f- contacted him, and we worked together via text and stuff, uh, and we finished the lion, and I bought it. And And the rest is history, as they say. Yes. So you've only been a lion as a furry. Yes. Now, when you're developing your character as a furry, what you go out in, I mean, is it across the board a different being than you as a person, like in your everyday life? Like, does do you have a different personality when you're in your uh, furry outfit? Do you become someone completely new? Yes, I do. So describe your furry character if you had to. Well, he is an immigrant from... Uh, 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 Africa, so he's uh, he was brought to Canada as a younger cat. He grew up here, learned all the traditions, and uh, but he's a very regal, uh, royal, almost. It's the lion thing, uh, unfortunately. So I bow when I thank somebody and stuff like that. So you take on the true characteristics of this lion. How would a, a, what is a lion so that you try to become that, that character, really? Well, it, it's playful, yeah, but serious. Um, I like to have fun. I go out. Ha- I don't party like a lot of people, so, but I do like to get out and have a good time. Now, and, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, keep going. No, I've lost it now. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, if you had to describe your character when you're the skunk, do you have a name? How would you describe yourself? I never really thought of a different name. Uh, my character just represents me. Okay. But a skunk, when I think of skunk, honestly, I think of Pepe Le Pew. And I think of someone very flirtatious and uh, someone who, who loves romance and flowers and things like that. Is that the character that you identified with or is that just my silly Pepe Le Pew thing? <laughs> oh, for me, they, as I saw them, they're all just kind of shy and solitary. And that's how I was for a long time. So it, it just kind of fit my personality. Wow. Skunks are also troublemakers, Dan. Is there anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> they cause a lot of problems in my garage all summer long. I can't speak about those skunks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so. But when you when you think about skunk, you like you said they're they're solitary. They do so. There was. What was your childhood like that you identified with the skunk? You know what I mean. 
or your, I, mean, I don't know if this began in childhood. When did it start for you? Oh, it did begin in childhood. It did, okay. Well, in school, I didn't really uh, play with the other kids too much. It was mostly on my own, so that kind of fit. And when did you, when did you start dressing up as a skunk? I've never dressed up yet. Uh, oh, not, not okay. All, not always, all furries have costumes. It's uh, around 20%, I believe. Okay, so I don't understand. I don't understand how you, so you, your fursona is a skunk, Yeah. if I'm using the terminology correct, and I love the word fursona, by the way, it's the greatest word ever, so it's a skunk, so how, how is it that other people would know that you identify as a skunk if you're not dressed up as one? You know uh, what I mean? Well, we identify as the fursona when we talk to other furries oh, online, and, and when we meet in person. Uh, the costume's not necessary to do that. To do the role playing. Yeah. But is it, is it role playing, really? Uh, sometimes. Uh, a lot of it is. Uh, a lot of it's uh, about expressing who you are inside by using that character. Um, Kaldar, I have to ask you, does your family know that you are a furry? Yes. And how did that conversation go when you first told them? It could have gone well. It, it, <laughs> it, like When I, I told my brother, he said, okay. Uh, my sister... Not so good. Not so good? <laughs> no. She's like, oh. <laughs> and it's like, eh, no big deal. It doesn't change who I am to you. It just is a different part of me, which allows me to go and do, to have just that little bit more fun that I maybe have been missing. Can I can I ask more on the psychology of it? I find this really interesting. Um, is part of it is that you, because both of you seem like quiet quiet gentlemen, you really do. Mm -hmm. So is part of this that when you put on that mask, or not maybe not in your case, Dan, but when you when you become the character, this is just a way to come out of your shell a little bit more, and maybe that you you couldn't as yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. Makes perfect sense. Is that a, is that a big part of it? Is that this is just a really a way for you to express yourself in a way that maybe you can't? Maybe the lion helps helps you come out of your shell, Kaldar. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's it's like that for a, a lot of uh, the furries that have the costumes. They put the costume on and they just feel more free to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel when I do shots. But for you guys, you... <laughs> I have a couple of questions. So I did a little bit of reading. So there is the furry fandom, and then there's furry lifestylers, and then there's also beyond that uh, more, I would say, sexual side. Do you know about all these different areas and how? where do you guys land on the spectrum? Well, every, every furry is different. Um, I'm, I'm in it for the community and the, the fun. There, um, it, it's not really a sexual thing for me, unfortunately. <laughs> It'd be way more fun if it was, though, let's be honest. <laughs> it, it would, I'm sure it could get a little more interesting, yes. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Where do you fall in the spectrum, if you had to describe? Oh. Uh, for those categories, I'd probably be more on the lifestyle side. For, for me, it's more of a social thing and self-expression thing. Uh, the fandom side's more about uh, just people that like, like uh, comics and stories and 
art and such. That's cool. So I, I asked you about your family, and um, I'm just wondering, what about your work and the people in your lives? Do, you, do Calder, do your, do your work friends know? Uh, some of them do. Uh, some of them uh, have known for uh, many years. Some are just finding out from time to time. Um, I don't tell a lot of people about it because uh, it could make them uncomfortable. Why do you think they're uncomfortable? Uh, we've gotten a bad rap in the media over the ma- past 10, 15 years. Because uh, of the sexual side, you think? That's one thing. Uh, there was a TV series, uh, CSI. They did a spot on, the, they did their version of it. Uh, of course, that is not a representation of anything. Well, for the fact that it was CSI tells me that somebody got killed in it, which isn't good, right? <laughs> yeah. To be and honest, me that's guess. my only the, yeah. That's my only introduction to the furry world. That's all I really know of. I just kind of figured for the regular furries, it was kind of like cosplay. It is like cosplay. Um, I just spoke to uh, what uh, a, a doctor. Uh, she's a, um, um, a social scientist. Uh, and for if to help answer some of your questions, she told me to tell you to go to furscience.com. Okay. Uh, that has all the answers you can be ever looking for. Uh, the, she's actually a doctor in, in a university who is studying the furry fandom. And how long, I mean, you talk about, it, it was obviously an episode on CSI that you talked about. I actually think I saw that episode a few years back. Um, but before that, when when did it start? Like, when did the the furry fandom begin? I mean, you say that the internet is the thing that introduced you to it, and that and the internet really has started a lot of great communities, and it's a great way to communicate with people and find each other. But I mean, have people are people just more open now about being furries, or ha- is this thing been going on forever? Well, it's actually been around. Uh, some people think they can date it back as early as. Uh, the 1900s or before. Really? Uh, but it was, of course, closed and private. It wouldn't have been an open community like it is now. Uh, the uh, the internet is what brought it forth. Uh, the furry fandom originally was a div- uh, part of the sci-fi fandom. Okay, I see. So, so yeah. We, we still have the overlay sometimes. You'll see a little bit of both on both sides, uh, but it's pretty much split now, and you have sci-fi people, and you have furries, then you have cosplayers. Uh, cosplayer and furry is really similar. I remember a couple of years ago, and Hillary, you might remember this too, um, when I, I remember it making news when there was a furry convention somewhere in the States and there was an, a, a fire alarm and everybody had to spill out onto the street and a lot of them didn't have their masks on and their heads on and they were identified. Uh, do you remember that story in the news? I remember I hearing there. about it, yeah. I'm yeah, a- you were there? Yes. See, I was there too. You were there too. Um, just now, for the people that were at this convention and that were outed, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word or not. What kind of effect do you think it had on their lives to be outed like that? Because the media and people were taking pictures of them out, and I remember feeling bad, thinking you should be allowed to be whoever you want to be. Who cares? I don't care. So, what what was the effect like for some of those people? Do you know? I don't know personally. It was uh, uh, the part you you might not have realized was that was a uh, chlorine gas attack. I didn't realize that. Um, it was. 
we don't know that it was aimed directly at the furry fandom. There's no way to prove that. But we had to evacuate the hotel because of the chlorine gas. Uh, unfortunately, 19 people were taken to hospital. Oh, that's awful. That. that is terrible. That I would hope that it wasn't an attack because of all the things in this world. You know, yeah. what I mean? you got you you guys are you know you're being true to yourselves and you're being authentic and you're just extending your personalities out. I uh, I think it's pretty interesting and I think it's I think it's mostly great that you're so open about it and you you don't care and that's great. That's the way it should be. More importantly, I have to tell you, Hillary. I spoke to Caldar a couple of weeks ago and it was Halloween. Do you remember? And you said that a bunch of you were going getting together and just hanging out on Halloween. Um, perfect. I know. Is that not perfect? I think it's such an interesting uh, lifestyle because we all grew up with stuffed animals and it's like your opportunity to become one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, that's such a nice way. If you if you had to be a furry, Hillary, I have to ask, what would your, what would your persona be? Your persona, I should say. <laughs> I had this pink stuffed animal when I was a baby. It was my, probably my very first. Ellie the Aww. elephant. And I feel like a big pink elephant would suit me quite <laughs> fine. We have the same I hips. Too. I do too. I feel like it would. it's the perfect extension of you. I'd be a unicorn because it would be colors and glitter, but that's obvious. You know that. Right. And, and ironically, at Halloween, I picked up a, a unicorn head just in case. No word of a lie. And But you're never horny. Is that... Are, <laughs> Is that a unicorn thing? Well, you have a horn. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to have to rethink it. Maybe I'll just be a kitten and lick myself all day, Hillary. Whatever. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Calgar, you're looking dream. through your phone. Are you looking for Halloween pictures? Yeah, I thought I had one. Okay. Two of them, but, uh, just the idea. Did you guys actually go trick-or-treating on Halloween? Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Now, Caldar and Dan, if you could accomplish one thing as a furry in the next five years... What would that one, like, what's your furry goal? Well, my furry goal was to bring a, 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 a convention back to Ottawa. Back to? We had one before? Yes. Uh, in 2004, there was one here. Um, unfortunately, it closed down before I joined the fandom here in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Is there anything on a more personal level, like to develop your character or move your your costume forward or well i'm always developing my character uh as far as my costume i've uh financially speaking it's at its maximum right now uh unfortunately fursuits are excessively expensive like what are we talking budget wise um so over the last five years i have approximately ten thousand dollars <gasps> invested in them holy cow you have multiples? Them, yeah. Do you have multiple? Yes. Are they exactly the same or are there just different variations depending on how you feel? Different variations. Um, so I did uh, the – now, you can't do every year but because that's just way too expensive. So I did four years, uh, four versions, uh, uh, teenager, uh, so 18 to 20, uh, and then uh, – early 30s kind of character and now uh this is his final you, you brought in uh adult the adult oh <laughs> i love that I t is there any any scenario by the way in which you would switch characters or move around characters or once or once you decide on a persona do you generally stick with that 
most stay with their uh, their choice, but some don't like the way the character's developing and may just abandon it or trade it off. Yeah, or, you know, like sometimes I, I get really bitchy once a month. Maybe I want to, <laughs> you know, mix it up a little bit. You never know. Yeah. Like, you never know, right? Dan, yeah. do you want to eventually get a costume for your character? Or are you happy just playing the role? Uh, I'm happy either way, but I'm considering getting a costume as well. Yeah, I can afford it. the The price is uh, one of the major barriers that stops a lot of people from getting them. Dan, I we asked Kaldar about his family. Does your family know? Uh, my family knows. Yeah, and what did they say? Oh, they found it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what about your coworkers? I don't hide it from them, but I don't make a big thing about coming out to them. Like, uh, I came out this weekend for a convention, and, and anyone, anyone who asked about it, I didn't hide it from them what I was going for. Yeah. Why would you, right? Well, there's nothing to hide, really. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people in the furry community do keep it secret? Is there a big secretive element to it? Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, there, some people, uh, some of the parents may not understand uh, what the, their kids have decided to do and they'll see it as a wrong move or something that's bad. Um, the, being a furry is not a bad thing. Uh, it's a huge community. Uh, we're usually excessively friendly. Uh, we love to interact with people and um, uh, 90% of us are the most polite people you'll ever meet. <laughs> Uh, I've never met a furry I haven't liked, but I run into people all the time that are just really not really very nice. Yeah. That, you know, that's a very interesting observation. Yeah. This world is full of jerks, but it's interesting that nicer people will gravitate, gravitate towards being a furry. All I can think of, you know, anytime I go to an event and like there's a mascot and someone dressed up, you gravitate towards that person and you want to hug them and love them and they want to hug you. And uh, yeah, I could see why they're, 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 are, they're friendlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't dress up like a bunny and be like the friendliest person in the world? Come on. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, like, I've got, through the furry fandom, I've got to know people around the world which is something you would never expect. Uh, I know people that have come from Japan, Germany, Italy, England, uh, some from France, uh, and we would never have met if it hadn't been for the fandom, to be honest. And so this has really changed your life. It has. And, and it's more than just dressing up as a lion, and, and it's, it's about the community, which I really get, I'm really starting to understand. Yeah. This is only one part. Right. And I, I do love fursuiting. It is an excellent way to express my character, but it's just one part of my And everything else just brings it all together. So if it, like you said, if anybody wants more information, fursscience.com? Is, is the place to go. I'm going to link that on the podcast description. So if anybody wants to get some more information, they can go and check it out. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Any final words, Hillary? <laughs> I'm just, wow. I, yeah. That's a, a large commitment. Ten grand. That's, that's a huge commitment. And uh, good on you for continuing to live loud and proud. 
Yeah. Or quietly, but visually loud. <laughs> Perfectly said. And I, I'm so glad you both came in today. I'm really, I really appreciate that you're so open and honest about the lifestyle, as you, as you should be. And Kaldar, I am dying to take a picture of you with that head on. Oh, I, I have it. one more request. Oh, one more request. Kaldar, can you give me a roar? I am not very good at it, so I'll do the best I can. Uh, rawr. Love it. Thanks, Love Kaldar. It. Thanks. No problem. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.